Before we get too far into this, Racetech.com, Pulp21 is the code to save. Get your suspension work done. Get some springs for your bike, for your weight and or speed. And, uh, man, they got suspension seminars, motor seminars. They can really help you dial in your motorcycle. They can help you dial in your trials bikes, your dirt bikes, your street bikes, uh, whatever, dirt trackers. Racetech.com, all things suspension, all things motors for all things motorcycle. And the best part of it, whatever you need from Racetech, whether it's the services or the parts, Pulp 21 code to save. Racetech.com. Think about it, people. Use the code and save. All right, on to the podcast. A Pulp MX Network production. Welcome to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show, presented by Maxis Tires, Renthal, Motosport.com, and Kuba Links on RacerXOnline.com. your continued support of our sponsors we have surpassed 1700 podcasts delivered with over 17 million downloads click that amazon banner on pulp mx to help us out donate via patreon if it suits you and as always enrich your moto lifestyle by working with the sponsors who support us Moto Podcast, featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews and race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome, everybody, to the Fly Racing Racer X Podcast. I'm Steve Mathis. Thanks for listening, man. appreciate it. Presented by the folks at Renthal, Maxis, Cobolinks, and Motorsport.com are all on board with this. As as are you people, it's going to be uh, it's an off-season podcast, and it should be some fun. No doubt about it. So looking forward to uh, to hearing your guys' feedback on this on social stuff and DM me on uh, Instagram and all that, all that stuff, too. Uh, give me your thinking about this we are going to go through the top 10 gear lines of all time on pulpamex.com and uh, go through that talk about it and uh, debate it and more but first up speaking of gear thank you to fly racing the 2022 line is out and uh, doing very very well they've got a new formula helmet cp they call it and it's a little bit different price a little bit different shell same great safety features as the original formula helmet uh, they've got the they've revamped some of their lines they've got some new colors go to motorsport.com and check out the stuff from fly racing and uh, all of it man and they have uh, boots and goggles and helmets and gear and watercraft stuff and snowmobile stuff and and yeah you name it mountain bike stuff they have it flyracing.com thanks to the folks at Renthal, the undisputed global leader in manufacturing design since 1969 Renthal has become notorious for a relentless obsession of detail and quality through their commitment to produce the finest products on the market today Sprockets are great. As you know, they make grid chains. Uh, they have uh, fat bars and fat bar 36s, which came out a couple of years ago. They got the old 7.8 bar, still uh, rocking strong. And, of course, they have the uh, twin wall as well. It's the bolt-on crossbar. They started it way back in 1969. And, man, so many championships have been won with Renthal, Red Bull KTM, Monster uh, Kawasaki, and uh, um, Honda, just to name a few. Use Renthal, so thank you to those guys. Maxxis Tires, uh, MXSTs developed by some guy named McGrath, used by the SGB Honda team of Cade Clayson, Alex Ray, and uh, Jace Kessler as well. New rider on the team, uh, new brand for them, but same tires. So thanks to Maxxis.com for coming on board. You can uh, order yourself a UTV tire, a mountain bike tire, a dirt bike tire, light truck tire, trailer tire. Maxxis.com for more information on that, and uh, I absolutely love their mountain bike tires. Fantastic. And, uh, man, they make a lot of good stuff. So please check out Maxis.com, Cobolinks, and Motorsport.com. We will get to uh, later on in this podcast. But it is the off season, and why not have a little bit of a back-and-forth debate on uh, something that is totally subjective, and there is no right or wrong opinion, although I will tell my guest on the line that he's wrong many times in this podcast. Uh, again, you can go to Pulpamex.com, click on the link, uh, Classic Inc. 30 top 10 gear lines of all time uh, myself and tony blazer uh, wrote it out and uh with me on the phone call to discuss those picks and talk about them it's tony blazer what's up t blaze how are you oh what's up math it's good to talk to you man yeah thanks for doing this appreciate it um my pleasure lots to get into when it comes to top 10 gear lines but 
I have to say, you've been writing for for Pulp MX for uh, a couple of years, well, th- four years now, three or four years, and we, you and I have debated the top ten looking KTM's, the top ten best uh, pro circuit looks, the top ten, you know, Yamaha, like all of this stuff, the worst bikes ever made, the best bikes ever made, and it's funny, Blaze, but that stuff is just. It's permanent uh, clickbait, right? Like we get, we have three, four-year-old articles, and people find them on Google and they click on them, and they still get a lot of re- lot of reads every year. And it's stuff that's kind of evergreen. And uh, yeah, man, we, you and I have uh, spent some time on these lists. That's true. But you, but you believe it's almost ten years, actually, Matt. This this uh, coming year, it will be ten years I've been writing for you, and I always enjoy doing these. They're a lot of fun. Hold on, it's twenty twenty one. You started writing for me in twenty eleven. Uh, yes, as a matter of 2012, actually. I have the first article on the wall right now, and it was in, uh, uh, De- no, December. No, December of 2011. Uh, December 22nd, 2011 was the first article I wrote for you. Holy not, Jesus, Blaze. Well, okay, but wait a minute. I'm, I, I, to be fair to me, I was thinking more like as a paid contributor. Yeah, you paid me. It was, uh, you remember you uh, paid me like $5 a year? It was no. <laughs> <laughs> Well, now we got Max's tires. They, they're they're That's big true. Blazer That's fans. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. I, 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 uh, it's been a heck of a t- It's hard to believe when I think back. It's been almost 10 years I've been doing this, but it has. It's, it goes by quickly, though, yeah. to your defense. Your, uh, your classic steel columns where you break down a bike and you um, go through them and, and talk about the changes and the, the pluses and the negatives and those are really well researched. Those are really well done. I go, I look at, I read every one that you post, and I go through them. And and so, good job on that stuff. Uh, um, I know it's funny because we get reader comments that totally disagree with you, and it's like, hey man, oh my God, yes. like I know that you have this particular bike, this 1984 RM250, and you think that it's faster than any 500 in the world. I get it, but Blazers just you know giving you the general uh, thoughts about this motorcycle. Yeah, when I get mostly, yeah, you're absolutely right. It's always, of course, somebody had this bike and they love it. I mean, that's always the way it is. And what it gets me is people always come at me like it's my personal opinion. And what I'm using, I always explain, is like I'm just looking at what the actual pros thought of the bike, the, the editors and whatever. Yeah. Uh, so some of these bikes I had, but I didn't have all of them. I and mean, even even so, I'm a, a you know a spode. I'm I'm not a pro guy. I'm, I wouldn't claim to have the definitive answer on this stuff. So yeah, if a bike was terrible. I, I just trying to tell you what people at the time thought yeah. of it, you know, yeah. and yeah. you know, exactly. <laughs> it's it's hilarious though. There's some angry people in the comments. Sometimes. They are. It's they great. get so get so fired up about it sometimes. It's like, man, you know, I, I, I get it. You know, you have something you really love, you you defend it, but it's like, yeah, yeah it's so funny how people come at you about that stuff. No, nah, the good good work on those classic steels, and uh, I Thank love you. and I, I like the. And I, I have to take credit for this idea, but I love when you go through the shootouts and talk about the different magazines ranking the the bikes in different ways. I like that. Yeah. That, that was your idea, and actually, those are some of my favorites to do because actually, shootouts are always my favorite articles to read. Yeah. Um, so it's fun to go back and look at, especially when you see a certain bike that uh, you know one magazine thinks is awesome, another magazine thinks is terrible, and you're like, how can that be? But just like we were talking about, everybody has their different opinions on stuff, you know. But but having said that, I'm surprised how close the rankings are. There's yeah. not really any weirdo rankings. I thought there would be some. Right. But when you look back at like 1987, 125 shootout or 1989, 125 shootout, like the Honda wins. Everybody thinks the Honda is the best. You know what I mean? Like there hasn't been too many, uh, you know, and you do you do super motocross and whatever magazines are available out at the time. There hasn't been too many crazy rankings. It's funny. I think it was more cut and dry in the old days, especially in the 80s, you know, where there really was a definite hierarchy of bikes where there were some bikes that were really good and some were really terrible. Where I think now, yeah, some people are not enamored with the way the Yamaha handles or whatever. I don't think anybody would say it's a piece of junk. Not like an 86 RM was, you know, was where the suspension was terrible, the motor was slow. I, I just don't think, yeah, I think the general parity now is so close that it's much more of an opinion where in 1986, you rode all the bikes, you're like, well, this thing's a hunk of junk. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's just funny how I mean that's that's good. I suppose if you're out, you're, you don't have to worry about getting a total turd now like you did back in the day. But yeah, if you rode, I remember back in the eighties, you, know, you rode a bike, and you you know if you had a Honda and you rode your buddy's RM or YZ, you're like, wow, this thing is like way yeah. better. Yeah, I I, yeah. Uh, I did exactly that. Eighty nine KX one twenty five. I had one, and I was a Cowie guy, and I moved up to one twenty fives, and I rode it at the sand track and whatever, and then I got on my buddy's Honda at the end of the day, and I was like, oh shit, like. <laughs> wow right. you know what i mean my buddy's 89 honda was like noticeably noticeably better 
big difference. Yeah, it really was. Yeah, it, it's just a ginormous difference between the worst bike and the best bike back then. I just don't think you have that now. So, uh, you know, obviously there's a lot more parity, but that, that's what makes those magazine shootouts fun too, is talking about, I, I always, I do think that over time I've, I've moderated my editorial a little bit. Like I look back at some of the early ones I wrote and I really kind of reveled in talking, you know, like picking on bikes and talking about how they were, you know, this, that, or the other. And, and I, I did enjoy that. And over time I've, Taking the feedback from people a little bit, maybe dialed that back a little bit more. But um, I always loved when you'd read about a bike that was just terrible. It used to crack me up. You know, I enjoyed, I enjoyed the when they pick on it. Um, you know, and of course you hear everybody always accused motocross action or some of these magazines for you know taking money and then being in the tank for some of these uh, manufacturers. But I think if you know you ever had a chance to ride, if you rode like a late uh, you know '90s Yamaha. It was a great bike. There was a reason it was winning all the shootouts. I don't think it was just a matter of somebody was getting payola. They were just really good machines. Same thing with Honda in the 80s. Yeah, and, uh, I agree. I agree. And when you look at your shootouts, you know, your classic uh, steel shootout ones, you know, there is no bikes that stand out where some you're like, what is going on with you guys? You know, as I said, everything's right. pretty, pretty normal. Uh, you know, I, it's funny, though. A few years ago, Vital did the shootout of the 450s, and they had... Like somebody ranked the Husqvarna first, and then everybody had it first or second or something. And the one guy had it like dead last, like even even below the RM. And I'm just like, what? How do you yep, get that? I remember that? You know, how do you how do you end up with that? I don't know. I mean, everybody's different. Everybody's particular, but it's cases like that where I just I shake my head a little bit. But exactly, you don't see it that much. But every now and again, you see an outlier like that. You're like, what the heck? You know, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Maybe it's just the bike just didn't agree with that one person but and it is actually it's kind of surprising when you think about how different people's skill levels and riding styles are body type size weight and everything how um you know people with totally different skill levels can ride the same bike and still have a similar opinion of it uh you actually would think if it would be more varied than it is but but it seems like even though we have very different skill levels and speeds and what have you that a good bike is a good bike no matter you know what you're level is i think the cream seems to rise to the top regardless of uh, rider skill size and what have you it's always kind of surprising to me yeah absolutely uh tony blazer on the fly racing racer x podcast okay so top 10 gear lines like everything we've done you and i have done a bunch of these top 10 lists and i can't believe some of your choices blaze i just <laughs> i can't i don't know what you're smoking or what you're taking um, I know it's completely subjective and all of that, but I don't even care. Um, some of these pictures are absolutely incredible. Let's uh, let's go through them, talk about maybe some of the ones that came close, some of the ones okay. that, that I think should be in there, and uh, and go back and forth uh, on that. So, again, you can read the article for yourself, pulpamex.com, top 10 gear lines. Um, okay, so uh, Extreme Gear 1994 is your number 10, and this is right away, like right off the top, what the fuck are you thinking? <laughs> actually, actually, I'm really surprised you don't like this. I, I I love this gear. I thought it was so cool in '93 when it first came out, and uh, I will say that it, you know, towards the late '90s, it kind of petered out. But for this cool sweet spot here between '93 and '95, this was like some of my favorite looking gear. I I still think it looks great today. I mean, I think the quality of the gear wasn't very good. It didn't seem to be uh, very well made. Certainly not as well made as like Fox or or you know like AXO at the time. But uh, I, I love the looks of it. Um, I'm surprised you hate it. That's well, uh, that, when I saw that, I was surprised. Now, uh, 1996, I worked for that PJ One team, and we wore extreme gear. They got rid of the words. First of all, the word extreme is kind of lame. Kind of a lame. Gear, <laughs> it's gear misspelled. Yeah, yeah, it's misspelled. <laughs> you know, and it takes adv- it takes advantage of the the uh, Gen X stuff that's coming up. Yeah. So. The name is kind of lame, but okay. I, I the colors are always cool. I like how it's bold, but in '96 they dropped the word extreme, and they just went with the X and the the circle, you know, and and, right. and that was a much better look than this extreme written on the sides of the pants and then extreme written across the front of the jersey. Like in '96, '97, they had the X, and then the words extreme were across the jersey, but it was smaller. There was more solid colors. This is sort of a fade. Um, uh, there's a black stripe on every side of the pant that looks oh, funky. Man. So I'm okay with extreme. They did have some good looking stuff, but you just picked the wrong year, Blaze. Wow. I, I, I could not disagree more. I just think this stuff looks great. I, I <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that's, that's, that's what's so good about venturing I, racing, I guess, that we have completely different opinions. But I still think this stuff looks, I mean, I would, hell, I would wear it now if it came out. With the Obviously, big black bar on the side and the words extreme I, I, on your thighs? I, 
I love the. I think the black really sets off the bold colors. I I love the color combos this year. The the purple against like the bright red and the orange and the chicken looked awesome in it. I just think it was good looking stuff. I don't know. Yeah. I still think it's great. I, I don't know. You know, obviously, you know, it's you're entitled to your opinion. Yeah. yeah. I, didn't, I mean, I, I will say the '96 stuff wasn't terrible. I, I don't I don't hate the '96 stuff, but yeah. Uh, it, once once they ditched the, you know, they went to that giant X and a O. Yeah. It, I just don't think it looks as good personally, but yeah, you know, that's okay. a, you're entitled well, to your opinion. <laughs> yeah, I know. I listen, I have some of this stuff still from my PJ one days, you know, it's still around oh, here. That's so, awesome. Uh, maybe I'll take a photo of it and put it up on, uh, on Instagram for people. Um, but yeah, at least this version isn't baggy. Yeah. Could, yeah. Could be worse, yeah, so. no, exactly. Right. So, um, and again, amazing back then to think of these cotton jerseys that were, uh, cuffed, uh, tight cuffs oh, yeah. on the neck, tight cuffs on the sleeves and, and full cotton. Yeah. And then yes, the, and the it, ink and the ink just didn't breathe either. <laughs> exactly. It was like wearing a sweatshirt. It was so hot. Yep. And it's like it's amazing we all just didn't have heat stroke back right. then. Right. And then the clear chest pros that they had, you're right. I had some buddies with them. They looked great brand new, but it wasn't long before they just looked like garbage. <laughs> yeah, it was a neat idea that just did not wear well. If you if you rode it for a couple of months, it was like, you know, milky and scratched and just looked like hell. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Uh your number nine is JT Racing eighty nine. I can't argue with this one. Uh, I'm a JT guy for many years. The 89 stuff uh, has the Dalmatians in it, um, of course, and they, they signed RJ. And RJ's I, – I, the, the gear you have here, the little bad boys, I don't necessarily like. But the gear that he's sitting on the rock about it, uh, thought about it, and he's sitting on a rock, I like that stuff. Um, and, and it was really clean. It was good. JT had the – JT was the first company, I believe, with the big old elastic on the side of the leg that really fits your leg really well. So they did right. a good job on that. Their boots weren't very good, but uh, 89 JT, uh, I'm okay with, Blaze. Yeah, I, I love JT in this era. I mean, I, I ended up getting some JT stuff in like, I don't know, 91, 92. And by then, I think it was kind of on the outs. The quality wasn't that great, but this stuff in the 80s was just awesome looking. Um, I, I, I'll agree with you. I don't think that the the RJ bad boy stuff was the best looking gear. Certainly I think any of the stuff he had at Fox was way better looking than this, but um, it, overall though, I think the 89 line is real solid. It still has that uh, probably one of my all time favorite outfits of all. Like you mentioned in the article, the stuff Brock Glover wore in 1988, uh, which was that like cyan and blue, yeah. Um, yeah. the pro tour Jersey and stuff. And I just think that is a, just an awesome look. Um, and, it, and they did have this in 89 as well. I think they basically just carried it over from the year before, um, I was never a giant fan of the Dalmatians for me personally. I didn't really want to set, but I thought they were cool. Um, it was definitely, you know, this is kind of like the Zenith before they really kind of fell off a cliff there in the early 90s. And uh, JT, though, was still really, really on their game, I think, in nineteen eighty. Do you know what I'm talking about with that spandex, though, on the side? It was, it was I do. awesome. Yeah, it was really fit well. Um, yep. I, uh, do you like the, the Bad Bones better than the Dalmatians? I do. I yeah. like the Bad Bones better. I remember when those first came out, a buddy of mine had that, and I just thought it was so cool. He ended up getting the stickers, too, and putting them on his tank. Yeah, yeah. And it was <laughs> really cool. I mean, I don't even know where the Bad Bones guy came from, but was like at the time, this was some like mind-blowing stuff you're talking about here. I was like, that is the coolest stuff I ever saw. So I was super jealous when he had it. Uh, I think that's a good look. And, that, you know, you see that, that picture in the article, Ronnie in it, uh, with that, I guess it was probably a pro tour jersey with the jersey. It's just a good look. Well, uh, you know, Ronnie always looked awesome, you know. Where do you stand on the uh, graffiti uh, stuff? Uh, there's Bad Bones, there was Dalmatians, then there was graffiti. Remember that? There was like little shapes. I do remember that, as yeah. a matter of fact. And that was definitely not one of my favorite looks. I didn't think it looked terrible. Um, it certainly it almost feels like they were trying to keep up with Fox with some of their crazy prints at that time. But I'm not sure which one is it. You know, it's a chicken or an egg kind of situation. They're both kind of going for that at the same time. And uh, I think that that gear doesn't look bad, but. Uh, I think I'd definitely go with the bad bones. I was always more in this era, you know, more of a fan of the solid color JT stuff than the print stuff. Uh, you know, I think it looks better. And I, you're all right that that spandex, you know, if you get some of these pants, especially the earlier ones, they just didn't have much give in the leg. And when they started adding spandex to it, it made the pants a whole lot more comfortable. It's funny. the So, yeah, and also the jerseys were that cyan material, like silk. They yep. were way better yes. than cotton. So you think about exactly. Extreme in 1994 was just cotton. And in 1989, JT already had like the cyan light jerseys, right? So so they're way ahead of extreme, you know, five years earlier on the material for yep. the jerseys. But you in, on the flip side, Blaze, JT in 89 and 90, they're still selling 
the V2000, which looks cool, but when you yep. put on a V2000 compared to a Roost 2, which came out in 86, I mean, there was no choice. You know what I mean? You, you would never pick a V2000 over a Roost 2. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's clearly a much older. I still think it looks great. I mean, aesthetically, yeah. it's it looks great. But the Roost 2 is like, to me at least, one of the most comfortable chest protectors I ever wore. It just right. had a little more, you know, the suspended shoulders and all that stuff. It was just a way more comfortable chest protector to wear. Well, Blaze, I had the bad bones. I had the Dalmatians. I had the ALS 2. I had the Flex on gloves. I, ha- I wore JT goggles exclusively around this time. I had the bad bone stickers on my BFE helmet. Um, <laughs> I had a BFE too. Yeah, I had a BFE oh, helmet because helmet. we couldn't wear the ALS two in Canada because they weren't Snell. But I, right. I still had one from Marty Smith. I had bought Marty Smith's helmet and it got stolen. Uh, I really wish I'd still have that helmet, but it got stolen oh, from sucks. me. But I had one of Marty's custom painted ALS twos that I would wear in practice uh, during the week. And so wow. I was, I was all in a JT eighty eight, eighty nine. 90, I switched to Cinesalo, but for a couple of years, I was all JT. So I had all of this stuff. And, yep, it's uh, it's iconic for sure. And it's funny, though, like, you know, nowadays you look at gear and, you know, our guys at Fly or, or whoever, gear is able to be made so cheaply now that they have five or six lines, right? And they, yep. got, they got the wild stuff. They got the vet stuff. They got the solid stuff. So, like, any company, whether it's Fly or Fox or – or O'Neill or whatever, they have some line in their gear that you would like, no matter what your taste is. Back yep. back then, Blaze, it was like, here's our line, and this is it. And if you don't like it, there's no other you know look to it. So, uh, yeah, kind of funny. Um, That's true. Yep. And look at the cost, too. That's oh, the part. Yeah. Like when I was going back through here, I was doing some of the math adjusted for inflation. <laughs> and some of these pants, but today's money, they're like $400 for yeah. a pair of pants. Yeah. Crazy, like, right? I'm thinking to myself, how did I afford that when I was like 18 or 19 years old? I, just, I don't no. know. No. I must have saved up for a year to get a pair of pants. It's crazy. One shitty thing about the JT stuff in 89 was after a lot of washes, that JT racing patch on the side just started like fading and blending and washing oh, okay. into one another. It didn't stay good very long. So, How did you like the helmet? I've actually never worn one of those. Uh, uh, it was good. Yeah, yeah it was just- comfy. Um, the, the, nose was, uh, the, 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 the front was close to your nose. Um, visor was fine though. You know, visor couldn't be adjusted, right? It is what it is. It maybe was a yeah, kind of like that Biafi one. Yeah, right, same right. thing. Uh, I uh, know my dad put a TLD visor on the Biafi. Oh, really? Nice. Yeah, he he drilled into the shell, I believe, to make it work. I did the exact same thing, and I'm like, you know, my 20 year old self was an idiot. I'm thinking, I'm compromising the shell, but it just didn't occur to me at the time. No, so yeah, I wanted yeah. to change this, change the visor. Uh, your number eight, I also I'm fine with. It's the Fox Image stuff that came out with Earth Tones. Uh, I had this stuff in 1993. Uh, I had the black and gold stuff. Um, I believe it was 93. Um, it's all new 360. I think they called it or something. Yep. Uh, really, really cool colors. Pete and everybody there at Fox. Again, they they took. You know, we we look at we look at the sh- the, the extreme stuff in '94. You look at that JT stuff that was kind of that, around that time. And these colors, more than anything, were brand new. Yep. Big big change. I mean, because Fox, I love Fox, 89, 90 era, 91, 92. I'm not so much of a fan of it. I really thought they kind of went overboard with the prints and stuff. It's like they uh, kind of got high on the run supply a little bit over there. And and then they made a big turn in 93 and then 94, particularly when they came out with the Earth Tone stuff. And I, I really love this 93, 94 stuff. I think it's kind of a return to a little bit of sanity and, and the colors, like you said, are really the difference. I mean, the overall design, it is way more understated. You'll see there's way less of the print design. There's only like a little bit of a polka dot on the side in the spandex area, not mm-hmm. much other than that on this. Uh, but the colors, man, I, the the rust was one of my favorites. Um, the green, I love the forest green. Just It, it looks, again, th- and that's my main stand where I'm thinking about this stuff now. When I went back, I looked at so many different gear lines here. You know, I have thousands and thousands of photos, and it's hard to pick them out. But the thing that I, I went back to was, you know, has it held, held up now? Would I still wear it now? Does it look good now? Because style does change a lot. And I think this they just did a good job here in 94 that this gear, I think if they came out with it today, it would be just as successful. It's really good-looking stuff. And you talk about – I talked about the JT stuff that was just sewn on and logos sewn on to the side of the pants. Well, this was plastic. Those Fox wore the plastic. <laughs> yes. Like they fit – like, yeah, I, this pant uh, fit great. I remember fitting great. It, it lasted a long time. Kevlar in the knees was really cool. 
Um, absolutely, you're right. It, it, it stands the test of time. It still looks great. Um, I thought it fit great. Um, so, yeah, really good job for the Fox guys to, uh, to come up with these colors. Um, it was, I bet it's probably double the, the weight of a modern pant, though. You figure all this thermal weld stuff and all the plastic, it probably just weighs so much more yeah. than what you'd see now. Yep, for sure. Your number seven is Thor 06. And when I think of Thor 06, I mean, I like it. It's not, you know, they had the General Lee stuff that came out. Um, I, I think more to myself, Blaze, is the fucking money that Parts Unlimited was shedding, yeah. shedding out. I mean, they had Chad Reed. Jeremy McGrath, Tedesco, they had all the Pro Circuit guys. They had uh, Pastrana, T- Red Dog, Tortelli. Uh, God, dude, everybody was in Thor back then. Yeah, it was a great era for Thor. I love this gear, and you're right. They had all the top guys. Um, it really is – I don't like anything really they've done since nearly as much as this uh, not, This you know, mid-2000s. Really from 2002, 2003 through 2007 – uh, they were really kind of on fire, in my opinion, and I love the, I love the stuff. I still have yep. some of this gear now. I still think it still looks great. The, uh, it's good looking stuff. The Yamaha Troy guys always looked good around this era, yep. you know. Yep. Um, you're right. Like I don't know, like they don't advertise with me on any of my shows, so maybe I don't look at it closely enough. They've got Cooper Webb in Thor, winning the two out of the last three titles. Marvin Muskan doing it, uh, doing well with it. But, dude, it just all looks the same to me. I don't see anything yeah. from Thor that has stood out. And, again, maybe I haven't been looking close enough because, you know, they're not involved with me. So maybe I don't, you know, pour over, pour over the stuff. But, but you you know, you don't have an affiliation with, with anybody. But I just – it's all the same to me. I don't see anything that stands out for Thor for years. Like, I literally – if you asked me – if you showed me a photo of Cooper Webb from the last three years since he got a KTM, I could not tell you what year it was because I don't know – the gear looks the same. That's – this is true. It's a very like, especially the stuff that Cooper and Marv wears for the most part is pretty, uh, pretty standardized. It looks the same from year in and year out. The only thing that stands out to me is when they do something really bizarre, like when they came out with like the kitten gear a couple of years ago, or I just saw they have some new thing for twenty two. Wolves, I think wolves or coyotes wolf, or something. Yeah. On it. yeah, exactly. I'm like, what the? I, again, you know, maybe it's my age speaking, but I'm like, this looks just ridiculous to me. And you, you have a, you either have this stuff that's way out in left field. Or this stuff is just boring and uninteresting to me. And I think, you know, back in the mid-2000s, these these designs, are, you know, they're not groundbreaking, I guess, in any particular way. I just think they're handsome. The color, the combination of the colors, the mm-hmm. overall designs, they're just more understated, classy. And uh, the, the modern Thor, at least the last 10 years, is just, you know, it's, it's, it's basically very forgettable to me. None of it stands out other than for a bad way when they come mm-hmm. out with some really weird stuff, you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, your next up is uh, Axo, 1991. Uh, you could have gone for a number of years with these guys. You picked 91. It's Bradshaw's uh, second year in Axo, right? He switched to uh, first year. First, first year? year. Oh, in 90, yep. you were Fox? 90s were in Fox, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, this was a big deal. Bradshaw's switching to Axo for sure. Uh, this stuff was really cool. That photo you have of Damon on the WR with the uh, yep. bu- with the bullets on it um, yep. is amazing like i just love that photo i think that's a amazing look the yellow in the pants uh tee off on the yellow on the jersey um the boots were great the boots i had these boots they worked really well the buckles broke a lot because they were plastic but uh they looked pretty good um the plastic on the pants the axo the wide spandex strip on the side uh the pentagon chest protector was great I had one of those. Uh, you were right, Blaze. Uh, maybe the only thing you made a mistake here is you didn't put it high enough. They were really, really firing on all cylinders. Yeah, I love 91. 91's a great year. This is really – I mean, Access Sport was really good in the, the late 90, or late 80s. I'm sorry. It was pretty good-looking stuff, but it was pretty boring for the most part. But, man, when um, Jim Hale hired Damon, he really f- fired it up and – brought a whole, whole new level of, I think, design to it. And I think Kenny Safford was probably the guy doing a lot of the stuff back there. And this stuff is just great looking. I, I love those gels prints this year, pretty much all of them. The, I, I, as I said in the article, I, I had to go out and get the yellow and pink one. I just, after I saw him at High Point, I had to have it, even though it matched nothing that <laughs> yeah, I yeah. owned. Yeah. You wore it with Fox gear, right? You said? I did. Yeah. Uh, I, I was wearing it with my JT pants. It looked ridiculous. Um, but you know, I, I thought I was cool, you know, I was young and dumb, but, uh, I, I just had to have it. It was so cool. And it, you know, it's so funny. It still looks great now. It hasn't faded and all these jerseys, I still have this stuff, you know, in my garage and cases and it looks like it's brand new still now. And it just kind of a, 
uh, you know, I probably washed it a hundred times and it, it just held re- up really well. Although I will say that just like the other stuff we talked about earlier, it was like so hot that yeah. you definitely would not, you don't want not want to ride it during a, wear it during a hot moto. Cause it was brutal as far as that goes. And well, the, dude, Damon, like Damon would just cut a hundred holes in it. Right. That's what all these guys yep, would it, do. Yeah, exactly. I did the same. I have my 92 stuff and I, I kind of wish I hadn't def- you know done it now, but it's full of all these. I just took a scissors to it. You know, you're just like, Oh, it just, be, you know, like, uh, Damon or somebody had teared all the hell because the only way to get in the air through the darn thing. The boots were good. Did you have the boots? I did. I did. I had the the pink and um, the uh, gray. Oh, I had a wow. set of okay. those. Yeah, and, and I, I love them. I yeah, I know you said that's actually you're right about that. The only problem I ever had with them was the buckles would break. Yeah, uh, but as as far as the leather and at least for me the soles and stuff, it, the thing held up really well. I, I could get you know many years out of them. Whereas you know, some of the, I love some of my Alpine star boots, but I always felt like the leather was softer. And while they were a little more comfortable, they just seemed to wear out faster to me. And this, this leather and the access stuff was pretty stiff and it seemed to hold up a little longer for me, at least. I um, have a, I love these boots. I have super wide feet. And I remember I splurged, well, my parents probably splurged. I don't remember if I paid for it or if they did, but I got a pair of the a stars, bad boys, 19 in 1990, they had the bad yep. boy on the on the side of it, and they were A star boots, right? Um, yep. And I got a pair, and it was super expensive, and I could not wear them. My feet were too wide; they were way too narrow for oh, for me. Sucks. And uh, I was so bummed. I was just like, ah, oh, I can't wear them. You know what I mean? Like, damn it! I was ah, <laughs> oh, I was so 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 sad. Um, but those were those were cool looking boots. Uh, yeah, all of this stuff is great. I don't really like those jerseys, those Comp Three jerseys. I'm not really down with those. That's just a cheaper, hundred uh, percent cotton. You know, jersey, yeah. but uh, but yeah, and then Pentagon. You took if, when you took the arms off the Pentagon, that was the shit, man. Taking looked way off. better, yeah, and, and it made a difference too. The early ones, I didn't like them in like I guess eighty nine or ninety, wherever they came out when they're all just white. Yeah, but here in ninety one, they added all the colors, and that really helped the looks, man. That, that Bradshaw one with the pink and the yellow and the purple and everything is just that's yep. badass. No, you know? for sure, Axel was great. Your next number five, uh, Fox nineteen ninety. Uh, this is. I'm okay with this. I'm not – look, Fox normally is great, and, and they have some stuff that's iconic for sure. Um, this stuff didn't stand out to me outside of like um, – I don't know. I guess like to me like the Zebra stuff and the Polka Dot stuff, that's all old, right? They just carried it over to 90, which I get because it was selling really that's well. That's true. But I don't look at that as 90 gear. I just look at that as as, as any stuff. But I guess that, that photo of chicken that you put in with the spider web, pink and blue, that's pretty yeah. pretty good look for chicken. I love that. Actually, that's kind of the reason why I picked this over 89. Because 89, yeah, it's really Fox. They had such a hit in 89. They kind of just basically kept everything and just added a couple new colorways for 90. And one of the ones they added was this this uh, spiderweb gear. And they added like a flow version of the Roost 2, uh, the flow pink. And I just love this look. I think it just looks great on that new uh, Kawasaki. And chicken just Chicken always looked great, no matter what, pretty much. He always had great style. But um, this 1990 look uh, with that bright pink and then the spider web looks great. I, you know, the I always prefer that a little bit to the zebra, uh, personally. And I, I like the, the even the black and um, uh, gray version that uh, Bradshaw wore a few times I thought was pretty good looking. They also added this the confetti kind of the look that they Fox came out with a retro version of it a couple of years back. Um as well as came a splatter, I think they called it, in 1990 that was new. But yeah, you're right. 89 and 90 is very similar. Uh, I think they're both, you know, iconic mm-hmm. uh, in their overall design. They certainly were very influential on the industry at the time. I think everybody was trying to uh, get a piece of Pete Fox's inspiration there at the time. Yeah, they were they were cool looking. I had a set of the zebra stuff, the original zebra stuff. Um, and you're right in the article. Bradshaw used to miss Mitch mismatch jerseys and pants all the time, and it didn't matter. He still looked like a badass. Yeah, it's a funny thing about Bradshaw. You know, I, I obviously I couldn't get away with uh, running that uh, Axo jersey with the JT pants that didn't match. But uh, Bradshaw, uh, when you're that guy, you look good in anything, no matter what you do. Funny that like Chicken looks really good in this photo, and you're right. Uh, and he's wearing Comp Twos, which I had and were amazing, made by A Stars. But so this is a '90 photo. Those boots. It is '90. Those boots came out in '87. So three years later, he's still rocking those boots. You know. Well, those were like I was so I never had a set of them. I know my a good buddy of mine ended up getting the zebra the first year it came out, and he had those boots, and I was so jealous. Uh, they, I just thought they were so cool. And you're right, they were a great design. 
And Fox certainly, I think they used it until they came out with that funky chameleon boot. I think you're right. It turned out to be a flop. Yeah, I had a uh, chameleon. That was the first one they... I used to give, I, I still give Pete shit about it because it just, the, buck, <laughs> the the letters would just fall off, right? They just pop off. I know. You go and change them at will. Yeah. Uh, the Roost 2 was great. And like, again, Chicken was a full chess pro guy his whole career, and he still looked really good, right? Even though he, yep. just, yeah, he didn't, didn't, was one of the rare guys that wore a chest protector, still looked really good. Yeah, it's funny you just don't see that as much. I guess everybody wears them underneath the jerseys now. But yeah, in this era, you got a lot of guys that actually wore it on the outside. And, and that's the funny thing about the, the Roost, too, is it still looks great, um, you know, even wearing it outside. It, it, all the colors here are great this year. Like I said, they added that flow pink. They have this cool gray with the flow pink uh, kind of uh, accenting on it. It's just a good-looking chest protector. And this is this thing's what five five years old at this point, probably four years old. Yeah, and uh, it still looks great to me. You know that really didn't uh, age much. They just kept adding new colors, and uh, it still looked great year many years after it came out. Yep, absolutely. Uh, your number four pick, completely wrong, completely a disaster. Uh, oh my god! Shift, <laughs> shift uh, ninety seven. This is uh, this first year of shift, and it did it did look okay stuff. It was it was a return to basics. It returned to solids. Okay. But, dude, the 98 stuff, I uh, was so much better looking. So much better I just, looking. I just think you're high, man. I, 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 I mean, I will say 98 is a good look. Don't get me wrong. It's not crap. It's not, you know, shift in 2004 when they were just total crap. But um, I just like this. The 97 is a little more clean to me. It's a little less uh, busy in the overall design. I just think it's – there's not as many color choices. Obviously, you are talking about earlier about how, you know, very few – um, different versions of it. There really is only just two versions of the gear this year, but I think it all looks great. I mean, God darn. Our, uh, our guy Swisscore didn't put the photo in of Fro in 98. Oh, he didn't? That I, that I asked him to, just to compare. Oh, that's... <laughs> but the 98 stuff was good. Um, no. Yeah. I, I don't say that. I agree with you there. It was good looking it gear had, in 98. It, yeah, it was just... It, there was a photo of Fro with number one there, and it just looked so good. Um, yeah. I just yeah, I just think it looks uh, 100% better than 98 stuff than 97. But I mean, I yeah, it it was a whole new deal and it, it definitely uh it definitely attracted some attention when it came out. I even love the shift stuff in like 99 and really up to 2000 is really shift was good looking stuff and uh, it kind of just took a turn after that though in, in uh I was really close to actually putting Shift in 2012 on this list. I was I went back and forth with that for a long time. You know when Reed came on in 11 and 12, and that's some pretty good looking stuff. But uh, it's so always funny to me how these gear manufacturers they come in and have such a great couple of years, and then they get lost. I don't know whether somebody got fired or what happened there, but um, their gear in the 2000s is just terrible for the most part, in my opinion. The Hepler uh, Brayton stuff, like yes, all that. Yeah, it's just, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just bizarre that. They, you know, you look at some of the ads and stuff with the gear was just funky as hell. And um, this stuff here is just much more simple, clean. It, it really isn't that, you know, amazing a design. If you look at it, it's really just straight lines yeah, and yep. there's not a whole lot going on there. But I just think it's very classic. I think that's maybe that's why to me it still looks good now is it doesn't look like it's aged at all. If you look at Fro in 97, 98, he still looks awesome in this stuff. And it, uh, it really has aged very well. And that's, again, kind of the criteria. I, one of the things I looked at is, like, how well does it hold the test of time? And I, I, I'm not completely against your 98 pick. I, I, you know, I could go either way. I just – me personally, I prefer the 97 look a little bit. Uh, Tony Blazer on the Fly Racing Racer X podcast. Thanks to the folks at Fly Racing, of course, flyracing.com. They've got everything you need, head-to-toe, uh, off-road stuff, moto stuff. Uh, they've got a lot going on over there, and so please check that out. Formula CP helmet, same great safety features as their regular formula, just a slightly different price. Uh, thanks to the Maxis and Renthal, and also thank you to Motorsport.com. Free shipping on anything over 79 bucks at Motorsport.com, OEM and aftermarket parts. Blaze, have you ordered from Motorsport.com before? Many times, many yes. times. Okay, and, and it's fantastic service, great prices. Uh, absolutely love the guys at motorsport.com. Go through the banner on pulpamex.com or pulpamexshow.com and uh, go through there and help us out a little bit. That We really appreciate that. Uh, again, they uh, they have a dedicated team of gearheads over there for to help you with uh, dirt bike stuff, UTV stuff, street bike stuff, OEM and aftermarket parts. Uh, motorsport.com. Thank you to the folks at Cobolinks as well. If you are a little shorter person, uh, if you, if your wife or girlfriend has a bike and they can't quite um, touch the ground on it, if you want to uh, uh, give yourself some more confidence, increase your plushness, improve your cornering, 
Cobolinks.com. Get 15% off any link and free U.S. shipping by using the code PulpMX. Cobolinks.com. Built in Boise, ridden and raced everywhere. They are a lowering suspension link for everything from Aprilia to Yamaha. Used by trail riders, motocross racers, and adventure tours everywhere. Check them out. Cobolinks.com. Appreciate that. Uh, all right, Blaze. Um, number three is No Fear. And I got to be honest with the No Fear stuff. Like, this is you picked the 2000 stuff. There's not a lot of difference between 99, 2000, and 2001 to me. That's all Jeremy era, and I couldn't really tell you because he had number one and he was just a bad dude on a Yamaha. I couldn't really tell you um, which year it was. They all look pretty same, but, they, but having said that, they all look pretty damn bitching all those years in there. Yeah, it's all good-looking stuff. No Fear really came in and uh, hit the ground running in, in uh, 99. I mean, I, for me personally, I don't like the 99 stuff nearly as much as the 2000 2001. Okay. Uh, but you're all right. They're all kind of a, they're of a similar theme, certainly. Uh, all of it's really good-looking stuff. I, I think uh, I, I bought this stuff. Maybe the 2000, I actually had uh, two sets of this stuff in 2000. And maybe, again, I'm a little biased. The fact that I, I loved it so much, I bought it, spent my money on it, and owned it, probably colors my opinion a little bit. But uh, you're talking about like a murderer's row of talent, the same thing in 2000. You know, they had Tortelli and McGrath and Wyndham and this stuff. And then, you know, Pastrana, the hottest guy in the uh, in the sport at the time. And it really was a great year for uh, No Fear on the track. And this is great looking gear, in my opinion. I still think it looks awesome. Yeah, they you, they, you know, they came out in 99. They stole Jeremy away from Fox and came out in 99 and just hit the ground running with some great stuff. Uh, it, it never... I mean, when did it sort of end? Like, I can think of uh, K-Dub in 05 and 06 still looking really good. Yeah, I think it really – I don't know that they ever really got much – you know, went downhill in terms of the the actual gear itself. Uh, maybe by 2008, 2009, some of that stuff wasn't as great. When they got um, the late 2000s, maybe it was a little bit – right before they went away, it wasn't as good. But this certainly – from 99 until the mid-2000s, No Fear was some of the best gear around in terms of the appearance of it, in my opinion. It's great. I mean, the stuff that, you know, 2002, they had that camo gear. Yeah, Pastrana and, and Wyndham Dicing and that stuff. It, it was really yeah. good-looking stuff. The the Suzuki stuff with Pastrana and Wyndham popped yes. big time and looked it amazing. It looked so good. Yeah, it looked really good. Did, did you read my story on No Fear? I did. Yeah. I did. That was a great it was, story. It that, was that, so uh, full form. of yeah, so full of ins and outs and so much drama going yep. on. Um, so interesting to hear that all that behind the scenes stuff. I love that kind of stuff. Funny how baggy it is, right? Jeremy's stuff is baggy a lot. It really is. Yeah. You know, and that's actually maybe one of the things I don't like about now. I've always been a larger fella, so I'm not a big fan of painting on gear. But I, I just don't think it looks as good for me personally. All the stuff now looks like they're wearing like yoga pants or something. It's yep. it's kind of crazy, and um, it's all painted on. And this stuff here, it looks. You're right. It looks baggy. Look look at that. Thor stuff that uh, Reed was wearing in 2006, and it's like looks like it's three sizes too big for him. But that yep. was just a style. Yeah, Seven really started that. You know, I think. Yep, like, exactly. Yeah, I, think, I think Seven really started that and made it super tight and, and all of that. So, um, yeah, interesting to uh, to see. And yeah, they they crushed it. I can't think of any time where I was like, ah, no fear, it doesn't look good. Like just yeah, no, it, it was great looking stuff. It, it was really good. Um, all right, your number two, Fox Racing '86, and. Um, yeah, I, I again. Um, I might go eighty nine before eighty six. Uh, I think that you really. Uh, yeah, eighty six is good though. I'll tell you what, the eighty six um, USGP stuff, one red, one blue leg, and all that. I mean, that's hard to beat when they did that uh, for RJ for the USGP, and then he had one red boot and one blue boot as well. Um, that's an amazing look. Uh, other than that, I I I liked it. It I just don't know if it's number two. Um, but it certainly was was pretty good. Interesting, you got a photo of RJ in there from '86, um, and he went. Uh, uh, he had the older boots on. I didn't realize the comp didn't come out till later. Yeah, well, I guess it wasn't available the first part of the year. Uh, so it's interesting you see some of that stuff. Uh, like I think the roost, I've seen him too with like earlier, like maybe a Gainesville or something. He's wearing the old version of the chest protector too he doesn't have the roost too so I, i'm not so sure if that was even available in, at the beginning of the year either so it's interesting that you see that every now and again i guess some of the stuff was mid-year or it came out um i i don't disagree that 89 was was uh great looking stuff as i said earlier like 89 yeah. 90 yep. great great looking stuff when I, when I the reason i put 86 here is just because 
to me at least, if you think about like how many great products that Fox came out with that year, they had this is the first year for the Roost 2, the Comp 2 boot you were talking about earlier. Um, just overall excellence. I, again, I had this stuff. I had the stadium jersey, the uh, the blue with the white s- sleeves. Um, I have a red one hanging up in my my little studio here right now. I, I just think it's great looking stuff. Um, and that that blue with the it's not obviously none of this stuff is nearly as bold as the the gear you would have seen in the 90s uh, you know the colors are pretty understated uh, really this is as your would mention uh, to me in the article that the uh, you know JT came out with their kind of flow uh, flow orange this year and it really Fox didn't have anything really kind of to compete with that in 86 it was more understated colors but I just think the gear looks great it's classy it's um, holds up well now I mean even the even the you know, the Kawasaki stuff the Suzuki stuff um, I love yeah. the the one with the with the Fox flag on it, the with the USA on the front. I think that looks amazing even now. It's uh, I, I don't again. I don't necessarily disagree that '89 could have been here, but for me at least, I think '86 is a more solid overall choice. It's certainly a lot less busy. '89 um, always felt a little bit gimmicky to me. Uh, the, the zebra stuff was certainly, you know, probably way more popular than this. Uh, but I think this other more, a little more subtle stuff holds up a little better. Did you like the USGP stuff? The one red and one I, blue? Yeah. I loved it. Oh yeah. my God. Yeah, that's the first, that's actually the first motocross race I ever saw, like on TV, was that 86 USGP. Um, I, I, you know, I was living in a, I didn't have cable TV where I was, and uh, I saw the ABC Wild World of Sports and RJ, and that's like, this is the, blew my mind how awesome he was that day. And then that gear was like etched in my mind. So I had to get some of this stuff. And uh, underrated, I think I put this in the article. George Holland wore it this year, uh, and on a Suzuki, and he looked really good. He wore the blue yeah. stuff with yellow on it; looked really good. Uh, Donnie Schmidt was Fox this year, and so besides RJ, who you know looked made everything look good. Um, yeah, I liked the I liked how they had chicken. They had chicken in the amateurs, I believe. There's a photo I saw him yep. Holland, Bradshaw too, Bradshaw, and it all looked really good. Yeah, um, I like when you had the names of the manufacturers on the pants back then too. Yeah. I just thought that was cool. Yeah, I think about like so their '85 line. Are you with me on the RJ '85 stuff though? Like, you know, it, it's it's there's nothing wrong with it, but it, you know, if you look at that picture I put in there, it's like it just doesn't stand out. It's just boring to me. None of this stuff. I mean, I, for the most part, I don't like most of this stuff. The motocross fox on the side on the pants. And, yeah, and no, I, I'm the, some I'm, of that stuff just weird. But. I just mean the RJ look, the blue, the the red, black, and white stuff that RJ yeah, wore it, in '85. It did look good, especially on that that red and white Yamaha. Yeah. It was a very – I mean, you can't go wrong with the all-white look. I think it always looks classy. Right. Um, it, it's good-looking stuff for sure. That, but that literally is the only outfit I like from 85. Yeah, no, I'll give you that. So, uh, yeah, it, also, like you said, the Roost 2 came out. Great chest protector still to this day. Um, that cool kidney belt, that fox flag kidney belt. I, I wanted one of those so bad. I thought it was so cool. Uh, your number one, Blaze, your number one, Axo, in 1992, of course, is the year the Bradshaw lost the Supercross title. He was the oh, baddest yeah, dude around. That, didn't you? I know, but you, uh, this stuff, uh, yeah, I don't know, Blaze. Uh, <laughs> you know? You and I have disagreed on this for many years on this yeah. My Love of 92 Axo. Yeah, I just, I, it's good. It's good. It's not, it's not ugly. It's not terrible. I get it. I'm fine with it. But your number one? No. No, not I for just me. Don't, I just don't see what you're talking about. I, I just <laughs> think this stuff looks so freaking awesome. I, I love it. I love the color comp. I mean, it, it's like my all-time favorite, like, colorways. That I mean, that that purple with the green. And I mean, if you had a Kawasaki, tell me that just doesn't look amazing. Uh, the orange would go with anything. I had the orange. I love that look as well. Even the black with the, the big pink axo on the on the leg there had that biofoam, had, like, padding built into it. And it, this these pants are so well put together. They're like, they wear like iron. They had that cool little pinstriping Axel logo in them. It was just really, really, I love this look. I think it looks timeless to me. Um, I mean, I can understand maybe not wanting it number one. I get it. But I, I just think it looks great. I, I lo- absolutely love it. This is, an Axel sport was really great through most of the 90s. But to me, this is the the pinnacle of their uh, domination. Um, even the the HRC stuff, you normally like the uh, you know TX10 stuff. Yeah, usually not that great, but this year they did a version for Stanton with uh, HRC on it and stuff. And I think even that looked great. It's just good looking stuff to me. Hmm. hmm. All right. <laughs> uh, I like. Did, the- you, did you actually have any of this gear, Mathis? I don't think I did. Uh, I had it in. 
90 and 91, I was Cinesalo. 92, 93, I was the Fox stuff, the, the, the Rust Fox stuff. What did yeah. I wear in 92, though? I don't think it was Axo. I don't know what I wore in 92. Um, not this stuff. Now, the Bradshaw black and pink on a Yamaha was pretty badass um, yeah. for sure. But after that, like, I struggle with all the rest of the lines. I just – Really? Yeah. I just God, Brad, To me, Bradshaw in 92, I mean, yes, I will forever have my heart hurt for, for that failure at the LA Coliseum. I'm still, still pissed off about that whole situation. But um, – he just looked so badass. I mean, even in defeat, he looked amazing. I, mean, I just think it was just so cool. I had I had bought these I had these boots this year. I had the new RC twos, which unfortunately replaced the the more reliable ratchets with more buckles that would fail. But um, I still have these boots in my garage. They still are, look good today, even though twenty years later. They're I just love all this stuff. It's just good looking stuff, in my opinion. But you know, that's what makes it fun. Everybody has their own opinion about that. So my honorable mention, JT86, uh, I abs- Bailey's flow orange is just iconic with the helmet yeah. done up the same way, right? The ALS2 helmet. Uh, amazing look. You had, uh, you had Glover with the red and white on a red and white Yamaha with the helmet. Looked amazing. Two tones uh, front and back. You had the, the manufacturer name on the side. The V2000 was still cool. Back then, the ALS two helmet was amazing looking. Um, uh, yeah, Blaze, I can't believe JT eighty six wasn't in there. I mean, just if nothing else, t- the flow orange was just so cool. It was good look. I I don't really I don't hate that pick. I, I actually was went back and forth a little bit on it between picking eighty six versus eighty nine. Uh, I do prefer I think the eighty nine looks slightly to me at least. Uh, but the 86 look was really good. I mean, for sure. Bailey is all time iconic in, in 86 looks awesome in this stuff. Uh, and that gear was way, way ahead of its time. I mean, this really is, uh, really the pinnacle of JT's powers that, you know, they had the, the ALS helmet and the, the, um, V2000 chest protector. It's all good looking stuff. And yeah, I, I think they were, uh, as we said earlier, kind of one of the first to go with the flow colors. And this flow yeah, orange looks yeah. so good. It did. It really did look good. Although, like I said in the article, if you washed them, they started getting really disgustingly washed out, and it was not <laughs> so good of a look. Uh, yeah, but uh, JT86, I had – I wore um, – uh, I rode Hondas in 86 – sorry, 87 I wore Honda. I rode Honda. So I had the white, uh, white front, blue back, red Honda on the side. So, right. Yeah. Um, I never had any JT in this year. I, I oh, was, yeah. uh, I, 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 unfortunately I didn't uh, buy any until they were kind of on the downward slide. I <laughs> started getting into paintball. Um, and then we talked about Glover's look in 88, Bailey's yep. look in 86, just JT had doggers look. God, they had it going on, uh, back then. Um, for sure. Now something that I didn't put in there, but I have actually in my studio, I, I have a, a mannequin made up with the Cinesalo scd stuff with the foam pads on the front yep did you like that because i i had a pair they fit amazing they lasted forever um and i get that the look is a little weird but man i kind of liked it i thought it was cool did you were you into that are you talking about like the stuff that like wardy was wearing in like early 90s yeah tishner wore you know tishner had it on with tough stuff and all that yeah Yep. I did like that actually quite a bit. You know, I think there was a pretty strong alliance between Cinesalo and Axo in that era. And it, uh, you can kind of see they, they kind of bled over in each other a little bit. And yeah, the SCD or S, what was it? S, S, yeah, SCD stuff. Yeah. That was good looking pants. I, I did like, they came out with like a pink and one with yellow accents. I thought was really good looking. My, I didn't get, buy any Cinesalo until, uh, 94. I got a set of the like McGrath replica stuff. I had like the what I think I thought a bullseye jersey and stuff, yeah. and yep. it was really good stuff. I, I like that. It was really high quality gear. And that early '90s era there with Senesala was a really good thing of stuff. When when the stuff wore Morty wore was really good looking. In '90, I went to Axo boots, a Pentagon chest protector, and then Senesala jersey and pants. Yeah, I think you could get away with that yeah. because they were. You'd see guys mix and match that all the time right, back right. then. You right. wouldn't have Kiefer on your case about that. I don't no, think. listen to my podcast with uh, with Bob Rathcamp. You can hear all about that that kind of era and why that was. Uh, and also, too, of course, um, Jim Hale, uh, R.I.P. Yep. Jim. I uh, did a great yep. podcast with him where he got into it as well. So, um, did you ever wear? An I wonder open- what happened to Senesalo? Did they? Did oh, they? You, are you are they to, still around? You listen to that podcast, you'll find out. I need. You, I need to hear that. I, I can't believe you didn't listen to it. Come on, Blaze. I don't remember. If I did, I don't remember. It was about Wait, a, how long ago? Did, it's about a year old. 
Okay, I need to go back and listen to that one. I yeah. missed it. Bob Rathcamp, uh, listen to it and uh, and tell me what you think. But because uh, he gets okay. into it, because he was partners with Jim Hale and, right. and Axo in the beginning, and then he broke off and took Sinasalo. Ah, got so, it. Um, what else al- al- almost made your list? Well, like I said, I did. I was real close to putting that '94 Sinasalo stuff on it. That was yep. one of my favorites. That was on my list. You know, one of my finalists for sure. Uh, for a long time because I really liked that look. It was really good looking. Um, I really struggled trying to, I, I, I kept going back thinking, should I put something a little more new on the list? You know, cause I kind of felt like I'd be accused of just being an old fart. You know, the newest thing on my list is 15 years old. I know um, we, we, we're, I, we're both too old, <laughs> but I, I think the, the closest one that did make it was shift in 90. Uh, I mean, sorry, in 2011. Right. Um, the that stuff, stuff with, yeah, yeah. with Chad, I, I love that look. I got, you were nice enough to get me a, a Reed jersey and it signed in my office there. I love that look. I did like um, that in 2017, the shift came out with some really great stuff too. Remember that uh, the stuff Kenny was wearing when he hurt himself, which my only beef with that is that, again, it's like skin tight, kind of that uh, seven gear look. But I thought that was a really good, clean overall look. Uh, but I think the closest one that didn't make the cut was probably 2011 shift. Yeah, we're, we're, we're old, Blaze. People are probably listening yeah. to us. <laughs> talking about 86 gear like what the hell's wrong with i know yeah Yeah, i wonder if kids now you know later they'll be like uh you know thinking about the the 2000 you know 15 stuff like we do 1986 probably yeah yeah. we're 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 brutal um all right well sounds good man um fun little podcast fun little story i really appreciate you doing it um absolutely i love talking about this stuff yeah one of my favorite things to talk about i know right we got to come up with another 10 best list or something of some sort where we can argue Mm -hmm. about it (laughs) <laughs> you can call me an idiot again. Yeah, just just amazing. Uh, no, some some great looks. Uh, it was cool to, to put it together. We were supposed to have Pete was supposed to do something for us, and probably too busy with Rannon. Uh, yeah, Pete he's Fox, got his but, whole new project to do. You want to talk right. about his old stuff? But he was he was cool. I texted him, and he said, "Yeah, yeah." He's like, he asked me all of the guidelines we were doing, and you know, typical designer kind of guy. And and then uh, I told him, and then I never heard back from him. Then I sent him a reminder and then he never replied to the reminder. And I figured, well, we'll just move on. So yeah, I get that. I would love to know his opinion though. It'd be interesting to hear what he thought. Yeah. Especially about other people's gear. I'm sure he had his opinion on some of these other choices I had. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Sounds good. Uh, Thank you to fly racing uh, racer X as well. Cobra links, Renthal, Maxis, and the folks at motorsport.com. Blazer, as always, good uh, good stuff, good work. Keep it up, man. I'm glad you you know you got a strong social following. People love the stuff that you post, and uh, it's cool to have you on board with Pulp, man. Thanks for thanks for the time. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. All right, see you, Blaze. I take care. Thanks for listening to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show. Don't forget to check out some of our past shows, including motocross legends such as The Bad Boy, Rick Johnson. I looked down and my hand was junk. I mean, yeah. it was sitting over to the side. The tendons were jerking in weird places. And my biggest disappointment with Danny Storbeck is that he never said sorry. Because Danny and I were friends, and we've never talked since. Brian Lunas. Before the 500 event, Dave and I fly to Germany, go down to Stuttgart. There's this little shop out the back of the mall factory. We get our cylinders, take them back, and, you know, off we go. And, you know, we ran Nicosil Cylinders as a factory part for a handful of years before anybody ever saw it in production. Dave Arnold. And, and Miguel was all, you know how he did the big pancake thing? Right. And, right. and he's got the thing, he's completely laying on the gas tank trying to miss his tree. I mean, he would have gone even harder, jumped farther if that tree hadn't have been, you know, yeah. if, if it hadn't have been there. The Hurricane, Bob Hanna. I love the guy. I don't dislike. I think he's the greatest competitor this sport ever had. That absolutely 100% in my mind. I firmly believe that statement I said about these modern-day guys in Switzerland or Holland or Belgium on 45 minutes on the same bike. You're not beating Roger. Are you crazy? They're not doing it. If they think they're so much better nowadays than they were in those days, they're fools. They're different bikes, different times. The Beast from the East, Damon Bradshaw. It got to the point where I didn't want to leave home. And once I got to the race, I wasn't into it. If I wasn't going to give 100%, I'm not going to take the money. The working class hero, Doug Henry. It was definitely an emotional moment for me, just thinking to myself, that's it, you know, and it's, it's amazing the stuff that goes through your head in a short amount of time of the things that, you know, that I was going to miss. The daughter, Ron Machine. Until you really open your ears and you want to listen to what they're saying, 
It's like beating a dead horse. I mean, you know, and I know from personal experience, did anybody ever sit me down? Of course they did. Everybody did. Go circuits, Mitch Payton. There's two ways to make the money. One is you can sign for money, or two, you can earn the money. I'm a high believer in earning the money. I think they ride better when they earn the money. Seven-time Jeremy McGrath. I was so mad, like so disappointed and so frustrated that I had pulled fifth and I left. Every point counts. I could kick myself to this day for not just riding around in tents. Been no problem. My, my ego got in the way, you know? The O Show, Johnny O'Mara. Stuff that you could you'd sit there if you didn't even want to ride it, you just wanted to just look at it all day. I mean, I got a chance to test all that. I like that era I was in, I really do. Search Pulp MX in the iTunes Store to enjoy these and over 800 great motocross podcasts. As the days and the months and the-